Welcome to the XYZ Podcast. I'm Millennial Producer Tony. Joining me are our host, Gen X Brian. Hello. And Gen Z Winston. What is do? How's everybody <laughs> doing tonight? Cheers. We're doing all right. We're chilling. Good, good. I, I hate the fact that I'm sober Sam for today, but I guess that's... Uh, that's it good, comes, though. It is It is a yeah. weeknight. Um, I've had it two is. days off, so it kind of still feels like... <laughs> it feels like the weekend to me, so I, I that that's, that's why I dove into a, to a beverage, but not normally on the weeknights, but <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, well, what are you drinking, first of all? Uh, this is just some bourbon. It ah. is, it's It's that time of night. Do you guys know the concept of elevenses? Have you ever heard the concept of elevenses? What is I, that? I have, yes. Okay, Tony has good. Yeah, so it's back in the day. Our forefathers they would they would retire. They would have elevenses, which is like eleven o'clock in the afternoon. I, I, Tony might have to fact check me on everything, but they would get eleven o'clock in the afternoon and go around the pub and have some whiskey for elevenses and like get the day's affairs in order and then continue on. So it was like <laughs> it was basically it was a break at like eleven o'clock it's in the like morning. The afternoon tea, <laughs> yeah, with, with yeah. whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, but we're gonna have, we're gonna have whiskey and we're gonna talk about our things because it was you know I, that 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 might be a little shaky, but I always always found that completely hilarious that that was like something people that, that used to be socially acceptable to do. It's Would very much be- frowned upon to drink <laughs> drink at eleven o'clock in the afternoon or before the afternoon, eleven o'clock in the morning. Well, I mean, you know what they say it's uh it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so to be fair, it is it does seem to be a a British thing. Yeah, or an English oh. thing. Um, oh, okay, pip pip. Not usually with booze. Usually, no? I, this is referring usually to like their tea break. Oh well, I tea, would coffee, say. maybe <laughs> maybe some crumpets or something. But... I've bastardized the whole thing. I'm telling you, there's some link to whiskey out there somewhere. You know what it is? It's it got freedomized. It's free freedomized. <laughs> it got freedomized, so we we do it whiskey instead of tea. You know gotcha. what happened the last time we tried to do stuff with tea? It ended up in a in the ocean. That's true. So, <laughs> <laughs> so hey, I wanted to jump off here. Like, what it was like? We're getting into warmer weather here. Um, yeah, jump ahead of season. We're gonna jump ahead of season to summertime. But what was it like for for each of you in the summertime growing up? You got a lot of bike riding. You got a lot of inside activities. The the answers to this one are going to be definitely different because, yeah, Winston was in Vietnam yeah, growing that's true. up. That is true. So my answer would be a little affected by it. But let's just uh, w- let me hear what, what you did when you were a kid first, Ryan, and then I'll, I'll tell you w- what happened on my end there. <laughs> yeah, no, I am from the generation that, that everybody talks about of like where you would literally you would leave in the morning and, you know, you'd, you'd run around. Your parents just be home by dark, be home by dinner, be home by dark, whatever. And, you know, you'd roam the neighborhood <laughs> where where wherever your bike or skateboard would take you. So, like, I fondly remember that because I lived in, you know, there were kids in my neighborhood neighborhood and i had like my friends and there were places you can explore and stuff like that now i think of it i'm like there is no way i would let my children wander leave the house in the morning on a saturday and make sure they were home by dinner time you know that's long gone and that's you know that's that's the times too you know and it's it's unfortunate because that was great but that that i'm just talking about the ages up to like you said you left when you were 11 so yeah so i was gonna say when i was growing up in vietnam i had my parents basically did the same thing to me. They were just like, hey, go do your thing. Just be home before dark. Um, even then, like at some point, they stopped caring about the dark thing because it would be like 8 o'clock at night. And then I would just show up and they'll be like, oh, you're back. You want dinner? And I'm just like, yeah. But like, it, it was weird. <laughs> I guess it was like because 
to be fair, like I didn't go far. Like all the kids that I hung out with was kind of, I wouldn't say they're neighborhood friends, but they're like they're on the same block of house. Right, right, yeah. Was oh, yeah, the na- yeah. yeah neighborhood, you know, adjacent, yeah, adjacent streets and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So it was like it was close enough for me to bike around, walk around, and stuff, go eat and and be home. Um, and my parents wouldn't stress about it. But it was funny that uh, you know you you brought that up because I remember my mom would be like, "Yeah, you can go hang out with your friends or whatever, but just make sure you don't cross the street." down there like this is one big street and she was like don't ever cross that street and i was like all right so i'm good to be i, I mean i don't ever that was the boundary she yeah, drew your boundary line exactly other side of the tracks yeah, yeah. it's the uh it's like you when, when you play a game it's like the invisible wall yeah it's like at the edge of the map that's yeah that's what it was but um <laughs> but yeah so i would say like from the age of like eight to like 11 i was no eight to ten rather eight to ten i was mostly just out and about with my friends um when I got to 11, my older brother gave me a PlayStation 3. And that's where I think my like value kind of aligned <laughs> with the rest of Gen Z more. I'm like, what, oh, it's, I'm staying inside and playing yeah, video games. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's the summertime. It's hot. I'll turn on the AC. I'll just sit in the room just playing video games. Then why would I go out? So it, it got it got pretty bad that's, until like at one point my parents were like, hey man we bought you a new bike you just like leave the house for once and i was like um <laughs> so you, you you were the first i guess that yeah started sitting inside playing video games i guess so but i mean like even then it's hard to say because like you know if you look at kids nowadays they're growing up um like even gen z who are like younger to me they grew up with stuff like iphone and ipads already yeah. so they have more reason for them to stay indoor i didn't have as much of a reason like i mean realistically when i was growing up we had smartphone but it was like the 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 buttons ones which sucks so, yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's the, that stuff was that it was not designed to be addictive then exactly that's, you know it was functional it was not designed mm-hmm. to be addictive but um oh sidebar the the tetris tetris movie came yeah. out have you seen that have you seen that uh, previews for that the tetris movie like the, it's, it's the story about the guy who invented tetris and how it got to america i saw a clip of it on tiktok which is actually really good and super the only, good the only reason why i know about this is funny it's uh there's a k-pop band that actually did the ost for it and I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's like there's the song is sampling the the tetris soundtrack which i i find it's like incredible oh yeah. okay that's yeah. funny how we both came to that from different perspectives <laughs> but no totally recommend watching the movie i had no idea that story of how tetris like came to america it's it's amazing anyway but you were talking right. about video games i was thinking about that yeah yeah, yeah. no it, so you did you did not have so my first video game was the atari 2600 that was like when we got the atari that was the jam you know mine is was... mine is sitting above my tv right now well technically my dad's <laughs> is sitting above my tv right now but yes well, yeah. you, well what is it tony the atari 2 or is it atari 2600 oh With wow the cartridges the og one that like that's when like suddenly you know that was you before that you played video games in arcades and this was you know essentially bringing the arcade into your house um mm. but the game i mean the games were fun but they were yeah they were just you know it was like stuff like pac-man and asteroids and uh pitfall was probably a great one that one you just I, I, pitfall I don't even just, know what pitfall is pit you just ran you just ran and ran and jumped over pits and swung over alligators and oh. tried not to fall in quicksand you one just of the original running. science scrollers yeah, yeah. it's just it's just temple run it's, it's to totally, be temple run. It, it's it totally. It is now, indeed. That's now. Did you ever do the? <laughs> did you ever do the hack, Brian? Of because I I realized this playing it growing up again. I, I it's much older than whenever it came out, but you can just start off going backwards. Yes. 
yes. made things a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, we did that, but it um I don't I can't remember why we didn't always do that, but no, the one the one the one hack was bad. Okay, so jump ahead to uh the Nintendo uh Contra was like the greatest game ever and that was yeah. like the first game I where you knew the the code the cheat code mm, you contra know code mm-hmm. yeah what was the I mean, what was the contra code what was it i don't up, up down down left right left right b a b start select there you go b a start i thought it was a b start select something around something those like that we yeah. haven't played in a while but yeah and that was like that was genius and this is again this totally listen to this winston we mm. could go to a well blockbuster video store where you rented <laughs> videotapes right in 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 the certain time they they, they carried video games too right. so if you didn't have and we i didn't own contra but we would rent it for like the weekend and you would rent it like a movie so you just sit there and be like okay we're playing this game and then you know contra within you have the cheat code so you never die so right. you're playing this thing until you try and defeat the final boss and so that way, you know, and that's what you would do is it just became like this quest. And I think by then they were really starting to figure out how to keep people really enticed in video games, because I can tell you playing Atari, I played all my games, loved all my games, had fun games, but there was like a finite end to them. After a while, you're like, okay, I want to go outside. You know, I want to go yeah. jump. I want to go build a ramp and jump my bike. You know, <laughs> there wasn't <laughs> much. Yeah. The, the Atari cartridges was like, was very much reminiscent of the arcade, whereas beat a high score yeah yeah and they were very repetitive it wasn't until you got to the nes where it's like oh there's like a story and there's progression and there was thought put into it where they wanted it to be easy to pick up but difficult enough that it was going to be hard to beat yeah and then yeah your drive was to beat the game it was you know yeah like i i I mean, I've never experienced that. Like my first like gaming console was a PlayStation 2. So like, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you this. There was a game that I got with my PlayStation 2 that was sort of reminiscent of like what you guys were saying, like the arcade machine where it was like, there's no story. You would just try to get as much point as you can and try to beat the high score. I I didn't understand that concept because I'm like, I bought a console. I want to play a game. I'm expecting a story. Like I'm watching a movie. You know? like, <laughs> I'm like, what, what the Enter hell the is the game? This? You're like, damn it. Uh, I have a threshold of entertainment. I expect, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and like, and like, there's a timer that's countdown. And like, <clears throat> I remember like putting together as much broken English as I could to Google how to get the timer <laughs> off of it. Cause I didn't understand anything. I'm like, I just, just want to, I just want to keep playing the game. And there was like, there was nothing. <laughs> Um, but but I'll say this like it's so funny that you guys brought up cheats because like I think that was like one of the first thing I ever like did or I look into when I started playing video games as a kid. It was like uh so my cousin was playing GTA San Andreas, and like at that time it was like, Yeah, you gotta put the cheat in and get the jetpack and you, you can live forever or whatnot. So immediately every time I play a game, I immediately look up cheats and like <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would say this like i think for a, a long time every game had cheats in it it was just yeah like, yeah was no, something that, that... yeah something you expect but like out of nowhere it just stopped and i remember like looking up games that i, w- I was playing at the time and i would just type the, the name of the game followed by cheats and like it would it, <laughs> i'm sure there, there would be gen z kids out there that would relate to this but it's like the first link would come up you click on it 
and you expect like a, a, a list full of cheats that you can in, input in the game, but it would just be the list of achievement and how to get the achievement. And it just annoys the hell out of me. <laughs> I was just like, I don't care, man. I just wanted to live forever in the game. <laughs> See, <laughs> this, this is, this is how Winston, no, I was going to say, this is how Winston actually learned to speak such good English. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was Googling. <laughs> I'm, Googling I'm Googling stuff because I'm pissed off at this game I'm playing, yeah. man. That's Googling fantastic. YouTube tutorials. <laughs> Before we go on, do you remember the name of the game you're talking about the 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 one with the, the one with the timer yeah so it was it was something to it was a i, I don't remember the game but I, I could probably describe it to you i remember it being a ride in the mall and you right. cared <laughs> you looked that up yeah um, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try to find it so, real quick th- but this is a this is a good um generational gap thing then so winston's very used to get a new game go online um I will say I, I, did, I did look up some of the cheats for Angry Birds when I was playing that, but that's you know <laughs> that sounds very boomer. Uh, oh though. man! <laughs> yep. Um, so I think I, I might started. Have found it. I started off probably as you did, Brian. It was a lot of like schoolyard playground word of mouth, where it's just mm-hmm. a, 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 one that a lot of people network. mentioned. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people mentioned the nobody ever told you. Everybody knew you had to blow in the cartridge. Which, by the way, not good for the cartridge. But if your Nintendo cartridge didn't work, you put it in, or your Atari cartridge, you put it in, it didn't work, you took it out, you blew in it, you put it back in, it worked. Yeah. It corrodes them. Does yeah. not. But, <laughs> but yeah, everybody knew contacts. that. It was not a written rule. <laughs> Some kid somewhere did it, and it just got around. Yeah, that's fantastic. So would you even I was... say it was like a placebo effect to like blow totally. into it? Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Or just but the, the act actually the act of putting it in the one time removes some of the some of the gunk on the contacts and then put it in the second time it, that that's that's like how it worked but it but in our brains we did that. I was the yeah. in between. I remember if I don't know if any of you can relate to this scholastic book fairs. Yeah. Loved them at at school. Um, I have hard copy books that I would buy once in a while. That were just full of game codes. What? <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. I'll see if I can pull one out here uh, in a bit. But that's yeah, I've got sick. I've got books that were just printed. It's just like, all right, here's your section of Super Nintendo games listed here's alphabetically. All here's all the codes. <laughs> yep. Because Wait, so really, it's, it's it's cheats or is it like codes to actually get the game? Like what what's the code no co- cheat codes? Cheat codes. Oh, cheat so, cheat yeah, codes. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So you have cheat this codes. And- started disappearing once games started going online yeah and then it's to where it is now with modern game where it's just like you could just set the story or the the difficulty to story where there's Mm. almost no game left and it's just interacting through the story if you want to beat the game yeah and that's that's really funny because you said codes and like in my Gen Z head I immediately (laughs) think of like download codes email codes download codes and it's like (laughs) Like cheat codes, just called cheats. What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was able to find the game that I was trying to tell you about. So it is a it is a Rockstar game. Um, so the same people that made GTA or whatever. It's mm-hmm. called State of Emergency. Uh, the plot is in 2023. Funny enough, hey, that's t- right that's, now. That's now. Yeah. Uh, the United States government was weakened by the economic crisis. In response, the American Trade Organization most. Cor- commonly known as the corporation built a paramil- paramilitaristic force and overthrow the government taking over the united states of america and establishing a corporate police state 
Years later, in 2035, an underground resistant named Freedom began a campaign of resistance and soon sparked a national riot. So here in the game, all you would do is just it's a beat em up video game. Is, is what it's up. described uh, as um, <laughs> each of the character has a different like weapon and stuff and they have different backgrounds. So like one of them is an up and coming criminal attorney. Uh, somebody is a cop and stuff like that. This other guy was an orphan in high school and you would just, <laughs> would just, just in high school. Not yeah. Time. It was <laughs> no no jobs. <laughs> um, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't very well rated. People hated it. Um, <laughs> but all it is is you get a little timer at the bottom right of your screen and it's like, you trying to do as much damage as you can. And, um, and yeah, it, that, that was the game, but I'm sure it's called a uh, state of emergency. It's yeah. probably very reminiscent of a lot of the old beat em ups, Streets of Rage, any of the Ninja Turtle arcade games. Yeah, I would say so. Like, especially the uh, TNMT one. You won't believe it. I literally just Google it and there's cheats for it. <laughs> where was where was this when I was eight? <laughs> you can get an AK-47 by just inputting codes. This is Install terrible. this toolbar and we'll give you the secret code to get your, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah anyway um yeah so that that was my experience with like video games and stuff growing up okay um, so so the cheat codes made me think about uh napster obviously was long gone by the time you were in the downloading game yes what's napster perfect <laughs> maybe I'm are you kidding me here. no what's are you serious i'm serious oh my I don't gosh know what is. Oh. It could just be me. It could just be me, but I, I I have zero idea what Napster is. Okay, what if I say LimeWire? Does that ring? I, okay, a, I know okay, there were, there that was mine. Of, I was going to say there are a lot of memes dedicated to LimeWire and its effective uh, virus downloading for your computer. Oh yeah. Um, okay, so wow, you don't know what Napster is. Okay, so back in the day, um, this kid created Napster, which allowed people to connect other people's computers right and download songs it was so kind of it was like peer to peer yeah peer to peer sharing prior this is way before BitTorrent. um BitTorrent, i would almost argue was was because peer to peer started getting you know closed in on and but yeah so so there was napster was the first place that 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 you could sort of like widespread peer to peer music hmm. you would you and so suddenly like people are downloading music everywhere online, you know, and, and it's right. and like all of the regulatory people are like, Whoa, what are we going to do about this? Like nobody saw this coming. And so like it completely freaked out the whole music ecosystem because yeah. suddenly people are just snatching music, you know? Yeah. Um, and so there was like, there, there was a lot of regulation and there were, there were a lot of, you know, the, ultimately it led, I think to streaming was like streaming was the only way they're like, okay, maybe if we can get people to pay for a little bit of music, we'll be able to recoup some royalties rather than just downloading stuff, you know, for free because, you know, so so was Napster only for music or did you bring this up because people were able to share game files between them too? I don't I was not into gaming at that time so yeah. but I mean at that at that time like once peer to peer took off there was all sorts of file sharing. I mean prior mm. to that there were like news groups where people posted stuff and you could download things. There wasn't much to modding at that time there was peer-to-peer uh, -peer with napster or limewire was any type of file although bandwidth was still shaky at that time so music files were small enough to download yeah. you probably weren't getting too many videos um definitely probably not full-length movies but 
maybe you were getting some ROM files that you could use on an emulator. Um, <laughs> I mean, this this took so like it would be just painstaking to try and sit through. Like you'd queue up an album to download, you'd wake up in the morning and be like, "Did I get it? Oh, damn it! It cut out a track nine. It dropped the connection to track nine. I have a missing four tr- songs from that album or whatever." Yeah, it was. And most uh, of the tracks are Bill Clinton and not the music. Yeah, I mean, just the file. There was there. There people did not have uh, take pride in their file naming. I mean, stuff was mislabeled. Oh, There's man. an old tune uh, by Steeler's Wheel called "Stuck in the Middle," and the dude kind of sounds like Bob Dylan, but like all over, all over Napster. This was Bob Dylan, you know, stuck <laughs> in the middle with you, and like that's not Bob Dylan at all, you know. So and like so like mis mislabeled files would then you know be copied and copied and copied and live on in perpetuity. Right. So yeah, it was it was the Wild West, but then yeah, then the second iteration was LimeWire, what Tony was talking about. Second big iteration, I'm sure there were several. So the LimeWire that- one was like that's how I know of it. It's like through the memes like you mentioned, and like all I know <laughs> of it was like it was it was the thing that give your computer AIDS. That's like, that's <laughs> All I know of it. It was I, very, it's very dangerous to use it because it was it was literally peer to peer. So you'd hope that whatever you were looking for, somebody else had, and their computer was on, and they were doing what's called seeding, which meant people could connect to it to download it. But oh. you were downloading the whole file from one person. Right. So you get one person that goes, "I this is what everybody's looking for. I can." Take this virus, label it as that. People are going to come get yeah. it. Hey, yeah. it's that's... Bob Dylan stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. It's a Trojan. You know, yeah. And that's why <laughs> that's why torrents became a thing. Yeah. yeah. Not because the government was cracking down, but because it's safer to do that. Oh. Legality wise, it's still up in the air. But I love that. It's like with... I didn't share a file. I shared six bits from a file. <laughs> that's it. They come in packets. So you a bunch oh. of people will see it at once and you're getting pieces from multiple people. It downloads faster i see and you're a little less likely to get a virus we've got um, tech nerds going you guys are completely missing a lot of these technicalities oh, but absolutely this is, a, this is a layman's layman's description of how yeah of how it happens or at least so, how i understand it to happen so this is really <laughs> funny i just google napster right i was curious <laughs> about it i'm like i wanted to see i love this. the fact that you i actually didn't know that's, that's yeah <laughs> It said, it said, uh, Napster was a peer to peer file sharing application. It was originally launched on June 1st of 1999. Wow. Two days after I was born, Brian. Of course, I wasn't <laughs> going to know it. Baby Winston, I need the files. <laughs> we're, we're stuck in the middle by Bob Dylan. <laughs> Damn it. I hear that's Bob. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, when, wow. when did you get your first MP3 player, Brian? Ooh. Uh, well, it depends what you mean by MP3 player. I mean, the first one was on a computer, Winamp. Winamp was like, once we found Winamp, that was like the the, the greatest music. I don't know why, but it was like the greatest music player. So that was like, it had the visualizer. Always, yeah, it had That's the visualizer why. and it whipped the llama's ass. That was their motto, mm-hmm. which I just can respect for, because it's ridiculous. So that was how, and then you would burn CDs or burn data CDs and you could play them like that. You know, that was like the first thoughts of MP3 players, at least how I how I consumed them. And then, you know, once the you know, I, I, I'm i still a proud owner of what is now referred to as the iPod classic, the old spin wheel. The thing is great, man. It's like, you know, it, I thought like this. 
I remember when it came out thinking this is like a portable hard drive. I can throw everything on here and just access it. That it blew my mind. At that point, it was like, I'm taking my music collection, shrinking it down and having this huge amount of music that I can keep here. But once it, you know, once they paired it with the phone, you start thinking about it differently. You know, it's like, oh, right. well, do I just stream that way? I don't have anything <clears throat> downloaded. Well, I want my running playlist on there because that's, you know, I need that, you know, with me. So it's just, it's, it's changed. It's, it's changed, but it's, uh, it's, it's different, but it's still, you know, it's still cool because I got the internet um, in your pocket. I, first MP3 player. Uh, yeah. So I was going to say, I had an actual MP3 player as a hand me down from my sister but I didn't have a iPod like ever. I remember seeing them and I'm like, that's freaking cool. I, I want one. I want to be able to spin the wheel. Right. Um, but I remember I had this super tiny little MP3 player and I think I got it around 2008, 2009. And the only reason why I know that I got it around that time was because the very first track that I got <laughs> installed, that I got downloaded and, and, and put into it was, um, uh, uh, I'm was, excited was, to hear what it is. What is it? It was it was an ACDC song from <laughs> oh. Iron Man, the very first Iron Man. I don't remember which one. Is it back back in black? Back in I, black I is a huge song, but I mean yeah. that that was that was out way before that movie. But yeah, but that was that's right, awesome. But, but that's I remember so watching Iron Man. I'm like, that song bangs. So I was like, I gotta find <laughs> out what it is. Again, putting together broken English. What's the song at the end of Iron Man? And it sure enough popped up on Google. And I was like, I got to download it. But here's the thing. I was still in Vietnam at the time. I'm a kid. So like the only way I could get music was uh, it was through this website. It's like roughly translate to uh, my music dot dot net dot com whatever and it was like it was a super illegal like streaming <laughs> site it was like it was super sketch everybody used it it was never a real corporation nobody was paying people funny but enough were, they, were I, they turning out viruses though or no it was actual oh, music i mean i don't know i put it into mp3 nothing ever happened so nice <laughs> but i guess not but but this so this is the weird part it's super sidetracked but i googled the website just now to see if it's still up or whatnot <laughs> It, it's totally a huge corporation in Vietnam. It's like Spotify now. Like it's super <laughs> official. They got like different playlists. They got like all the big artists on here. Um, but yeah, so so I remember like I was like I, I somehow went on there and was able to find back back in black yeah. by ACDC, and that was like the first track I downloaded. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah. so so I have to ask. This is this is another good question. Mm-hmm. What is everybody's first? music album what was the first cd first cassette whatever what what was the first one it doesn't matter whether you can decide whether it's the one that you bought or the one that you were given what was your first album do are we talking physically or like the first bit i think we're still all old enough to probably have gotten a physical one before we got something else May, okay, you I'm, guys nope, are old okay. enough. <laughs> all right, all right. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong, uh, Winston. Uh, so, man, I would say like I'd never got a physical album, but if if we're talking digital, like the first album I ever downloaded, because this is when I officially like had my own like phone or like it, actually I didn't even have a, a a real iPhone at the time. I had an iPad, and the first album I ever downloaded, like in was the um it was jay-z 444 album that came out like in 2016 ish you know actually 
I'm I'm wrong. It's not Jay Z. It's a uh, Kanye West Life of Pablo. That was the first album I that ever. That was the like, first. Wow. Yeah, that was the first one I ever got downloaded. Because before that, I, I'm I'm poor. I'm a kid. I'm a student. I don't have money for <laughs> Apple Music. You know, so I was streaming stuff on on YouTube or whatnot. But like the yeah. first one I downloaded was definitely um, Life of Pablo. Like for you, um, that was your copy. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Yeah, right. Um, the first physical one that I bought was a twice album uh last year <laughs> like that was like the first time i went and bought a physical album like, okay and that was that was more for the collector's piece of it you're not like yeah going, i'm starting my cd collection now <laughs> what am i gonna put the cd in it's not like <laughs> exactly. computer come with cds reader or, or you know that's true. Reader that's or whatever. true that's true um I, I mean i'm sure i have i can probably put it in my car but i'm like why I have it on my phone. <laughs> so right, exactly, um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so so realistically, I didn't buy myself an album until last year. So there's that. Oh my gosh, yeah. 2020. Tony, what about you? Oh boy, I just looked mine up. 1999 CD by Prince. That would be funny. Christina Aguilera's <laughs> self-titled album. Wow, with Genie in a bottle. I know it. Oh, I was in I was in middle school at the time. It was big, and I went, "She's hot," and that song's pretty good. I'll get that. <laughs> no. there, there you go. That's to marketing teams everywhere. If you're marketing to middle school boys, she's hot. It works. That song's pretty good. I'll buy that album. What What do you uh, think I buy twice album, Brian? It's nine attractive women on the cover. Come on. Right. right. <laughs> oh yeah what about uh, you brian uh so this is you know this just makes me feel ancient but i believe i don't remember exactly what it was but i know one of the first albums i bought was michael jackson's thriller i mean that oh was, wow yeah that was album. the year that's a good one yeah that was the year that michael jackson you know was taking over the world but i had yeah i had definitely had that album and would sit you know put it on, on the turntable listening to vinyl when it was the only way <laughs> before it was cool again um and yeah and just you know would listen to that album and it had the lyrics you know you'd open it up it was wide gate you know and you would read the lyrics and like you know that's you know that's how i can i know every song to every you know or every word to every song on that album you know oh there's lyrics in it yeah to every oh, yeah. single one yeah you'd flip it open and you read along as you put it on you're like okay side two let me check this out yeah I and you missed that yeah. So that's funny because that's that's still a thing in K-pop. Like like every single Twice album I bought, even like the non-Twice one, it would comes with a photo book, and in the photo book, as you're like looking at these super good-looking women, there's lyrics that you could also read along <laughs> with, with the songs. I guess people don't do that for albums anymore in the U.S. Because like I was just explaining to you guys, like there's totally still a thing in Korean music or especially K-pop. Cause like we're not turning this into a K-pop podcast, man. I'm sorry, not, I gotta put my foot not, down. But I'm I'm explaining <laughs> it to you. Like this would be obviously people can't see it, but this would be like a book, and you would have all the lyrics. Yes. Too. So it, I'm like that's in Korean. So it's like it's learning yeah. a foreign language as well. Right. But <laughs> I'm just I'm just confused as to why they don't do that with american albums anymore it depends well, if you get a if you get a cd and stuff the the album art and everything that's still all in there i right as far as i know i just bought um i just bought the new nickel creek album oh you got sure, it i did get it and nice. uh it's great sure enough it, it comes with a a paper in there about this the size of the slip cover that front and back has the lyrics to all the songs 
And I went, this is great. This is, I sat and listened to the first side of one of the two albums, the LPs. And I was just like, I miss getting a new album and just sitting and reading along yeah, for the yeah. first time. It's oh, great. Super neat. Yeah, it was. You know, it, yeah. That that's. I think that's why part of the nostalgia why the the boom of vinyls coming back because yeah, you know, when people would be like, "Hey, you want to come over to my house and listen to records?" That's what people used to do. Like that was that was the goal. <laughs> that's like, hilarious. That's, that's awesome, man. You'd come over to somebody's house and you'd be sit down and you put on a record. You're like, "This is what we're doing. We're digging this right now." And like, it, you know, I, I love that. And I still had a bit of that. Um, you know, you still had that. You still had a dedicated listen. But yeah, records were what made you sit down and really stop what you were doing and kind of do that. I, you know, I'm I'm definitely in the in the minority. Like, I don't think, you know, I, I get it. Records have a warm tone and people love that sound. But I still think CDs sound more amazing and clear but um i'm not trying to change anybody's mind but that's just kinda how i feel about it but but still sitting down and listening to a record man is just it's cool you know yeah no that's super neat but i i just find the idea that you could tell somebody hey you want to come over and listen to some record? <laughs> that's hilarious because like nobody would do that, nowadays. that was that was not code for like netflix and chill that was like yeah. actually come over and listen to these records and that was the only way you could listen to some music yeah, I mean, because they weren't playing all of it. You only had a few stations and a lot of it was going to be like mm. oldies and maybe you'd have like a top 40 station that was playing pop stuff. But like, right. you know, oh. you want to listen to Pink Floyd or something like some of the deep tracks. That was mm. the only way you're doing it is you right. either had the album or you had a friend who had the album. You go listen to yeah. it. That album came out 50 years ago, 1973. So I mean that's even older than me, and I was I thought about that the other day. I saw a thing about the the the, the anniversary reissue, and I was like, man, they just keep say, putting out this album, but it's a great album. And I was like, fifty years old, so that that was a you know before my time, but still you know. But I can't tell you if I'm putting on Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon anytime just to kind of like you know enjoy my Saturday. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but I and I feel like I feel like because my generation kind of grow up with you know like streaming being such a big thing like vinyls kind of became sort of more of an aesthetic or yeah like, yeah yeah like i don't think anybody like go out of their way and was like oh i'm I'm only listening to to to, to vinyls only. you're wrong those people are called hipsters I mean, you're right, <laughs> you're right. That is, I guess it's a small like minority right. yeah um but yeah like i mean i know i know at least a few people that bought vinyl without ever having a record player a turntable <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean they, they they are cool pieces i mean that's part yeah. of the appeal is that you it's a physical thing you can hold and look at a representation of like this band that you dig right. and that's cool do you do you have you listened to pink pink soy pink pink soys pink soys dark side dark side of the moon no do you I'm know not, what it, do you I don't know even what know I'm... who Pink Floyd is. Oh, oh, I know geez. of Pink Floyd. When I, I say don't... that, do you know what I'm talking about? You've heard of that at least? That sounds familiar? No. I you... Don't... You know... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me look up the album art. Maybe I Hold on, I was you... just going to say, I want to play the game of what do you think the album art looks like before you oh. look it up. But... I do know. I've seen this. But uh, yeah, I, I would hope so. I mean, it's yeah. like an ingrained part of pop culture. But yeah. Um, wow. So yeah, that's that, you know, that was like every that was like i don't know i don't want to say a rite of passage passage that puts too much emphasis on it but it was like you listened to you know you sat down and you listened to dark side of the moon in its entirety and if you even wanted to get really crazy that that you could sync it up with the wizard of oz tony nods he knows of this okay so i knew so, exactly where you were going yeah Wait, oh, so 
Yeah. So, and, and I actually, I never did it, but I actually encountered a party where somebody had actually done it. Like I'd heard about it and heard about it. So the, the, the thing was, if you started, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, if this is going from a hazy memory, started the press play on CD after, okay. So you're playing wizard of Oz, right? got wizard of oz on your on your vcr and you're playing it along and you've got your d you got your cd player ready on pause ready to hit play for dark side of the moon pink Floyd's dark side of the moon after the mgm lion roars the second time the beginning of dark side or wizard of oz you press play and the 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 story is is that the album syncs up perfectly what's going with what's going on in the movie really well, you know, a lot of this is is making the assumption that you're probably high while you're doing this. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, and make that leap of faith. Uh, but so I, I, I'd heard about this, never, never went, went about trying it myself, despite, you know, liking and, and listening to a decent amount of Pink Floyd when I was in college. Um, went to a party and somebody's like, I've got a copy of this. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. So they put it in and sure enough, you start watching and you're like, and it's, it's cause your brain is always looking for connections, even if mm -hmm. they're not there. Mm -hmm. And so you're watching this. And I think the biggest one is that, you know, there's one line, which is which and who is who. And when they say, which is which that's when the, witch appears. And then the big one is where it go. I can't, I can't, I'm going to reference the song. And Winston's like, I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. I have zero oh. idea. <laughs> But anyway, there's this, this this song, and like at the end of the song, a bunch of alarm clocks go off. It's the beginning of of um, and that's when it goes into color, right? And it right. goes from the black and white to the color. You've seen The Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah, I make that assumption. Okay, yeah. So, but this is getting a little long winded. But I've anyway, seen the that new was... Wizard of Oz. I haven't seen the original one because again, this is like before my time. Hold on, what new Wizard of Oz? It was like the one with like James Franco a few years back. Is that not a thing? <laughs> Was that the no, Oz, great, Oz Great and Powerful? Or... My, yeah, yeah. yeah Oz that was great just... and Powerful. So yeah. you haven't seen The Wizard of Oz then? Zach Braff was a monkey the Wizard in that of one, Oz. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch okay, Wizard so, of Oz. So, okay, so let Classic me ask you. Yeah, so let me, that, let me ask you that. That's uh, going back to the Pink Floyd thing. Where does... <laughs> I'm asking you as a generational spokesperson. Where does your generation fall on... Like the classics or history or where this came from or where that came from. Like, that's what I feel like what Grant Pink Floyd came out and Dark Side of the Moon came out before I was even born. But yet I know that album backwards and forwards. OK, so Wizard of Oz came out in 1939. Right. That was way before my time. I know I'm old, that's, but come on. It's even way <laughs> before my time. It but was, it's a classic it was... and it's established classic. That's not a classic to us. That's just an old people movie to us. Like we we don't care about it enough to where we're like, oh, dude, we gotta watch Wizard of Oz. There's probably like one or two few kids that did grow up watching it. It because some weird ass flying monkeys in that thing. <laughs> their, their, their parents probably found a movie at the library and was like, oh, you gotta see it. It's Wizard of Oz. So, um, but it's referenced enough in popular like in in pop culture, like yeah, for us to know what it is, but. If you tell me right now to like tell you what happened in Wizard of Oz, the only thing I can tell you is the house fell on somebody and their shoe was out. <laughs> and and I'll say this: the only reason why I know was because Phineas and Ferb did an episode <laughs> on it. 
That's... Don't get me on a tangent about how much I love Phineas and Ferb. Exactly. My, yeah, like my children and myself all know what an aglet is, thanks to Phineas and Ferb. Exactly. I, I mean, I knew I knew what one was, but I mean, the fact that, yeah, they can rattle yeah. off what an aglet is. But yeah, but... Phineas and Ferb is great. And so many references. Okay, that's that's totally interesting. But you don't so... care to go back and see it. I don't. I don't. And realistically, I the only time, time I watch. But here's the thing. I, I had a film degree in, in college, right? So I did Which have is... to watch a fair amount of old movies. And I hated all of them. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I can't say, I, I, look, at Tony is eyeing me right now. It, it hurts yeah. my soul. It hurts <laughs> my... Listen, Wizard of Oz is a lot older than I am, too. Yeah. But it's just like... I guess I see it for the classic that it is. Again, it's like, was it classic to me? Yeah. Not necessarily, but even as a child, I went, hey, everybody knows this movie. Right. I should probably see it. Yeah. So those it's like, freak, it's like those Casablanca. Monkey, those flying monkeys freaked me right out. But uh, it's something It's something like Casablanca or Jaws or yeah, like those Star are Wars, where it's just like, like hey, they're... They're part of pop culture. I should probably have a better understanding of it, but that's yeah. just me. But that's what I'll say, though, because my generation, like if we, if we count Gen Z, right, it's 98, 97 is even pushing 97 and, you know, older. Uh, or I mean, 97, you keep going up in a few years, right? That's that's Gen Z. So to us, like the classic stuff is like Star Wars. And even then that's pushing it only like like there's there's Gen Z Star Wars, man. But like it's it's 1974 right that that's old like so they like the prequels better is that you know i'm gonna i'm gonna correct you with 1977 for a new hope but... <laughs> sorry clearly i don't know but let me There's... push up my glasses <laughs> <laughs> but i would say like for me at least i'm a prequel fans like i try i try to sit through the the original trilogy. i tried to sit through <laughs> it's so hard like i understand it's 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 essential to the story but it's so hard for me because it's it was so theatric it was like it was it's a space opera right like that's what they call it it's a space opera there was it's- not a damn bit of singing i was so disappointed <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah so like i like i watched it because it's star wars but I didn't do I didn't do the order of like oh you gotta watch the original trilogy then you watch the prequel then you watch the sequel I watched it in order of how the story went so maybe the story went release that, date or the story went numerically, numerically. chronologically chronologically yeah. so you started so, with the prequel yeah episode so, one right so okay. I feel like That's... even because of that, that might that might have set me up for failure because I've seen the prequel <laughs> I'm like oh these effects are amazing. And then you get to like episode four where you, where you get like Ben Kenobi and Vader just fighting each other. Like, you know, two, two old man. That's a, hey, that, that is, that's a solid argument. That's a yeah. solid argument against that. But I guess it, what, what, you know, people like me blasphemy. Yeah. Those are the originals, but yeah. So obviously being you older, I saw them more, in the regular order. Here's more blasphemy. You would think <laughs> a person with a film degree had seen Jaws. I haven't seen Jaws. I've only heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> and i know uh, the soundtrack and that's it that's all right all what's what's it. what's the what's the name of the shark you got to know the name of the shark and jaws jaws <laughs> I, I don't know. all right hold on hold on hold on do you know the name of the shark from finding nemo there you go it's homage <laughs> oh crap <laughs> Hello. I, don't, I don't remember is it is it fish are our friends 
Yeah, I know fish, fish are friends, not food or whatever, but I don't know the name of them. Is it Razor? I don't know. Something like that, right? Bruce. That's one of the, that's one of the, it's Bruce. It's Bruce. Oh, Bruce. It's Bruce. <laughs> oh, Bruce. There you go. Ah, what a yeah. stupid name for a shark. Yeah. And that's, was that the name of the shark from Jaws also? Yes. It they, is. Na- yes. they named the mechanical shark that kept breaking down often. Jaws. Oh, uh, Bruce, not Jaws. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. So like those movies are old, but I'll tell you like <laughs> I'll tell you movies that are old that I know my generation at least enjoy it. Definitely Scarface, Pulp Fiction. Those two are like Pulp Fiction's awesome. a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, right. Good. Um, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah. So like those those are the type of movie that my generation would consider classic <laughs> two tarantino films yeah <laughs> well no no no, no. I, i'm just throwing it out there yeah no I, no no th- those are those are those are great films but yeah that's uh that's interesting though yeah the uh space odyssey space odyssey is another classic 2001 right? stanley yeah, kubrick yes yes kubrick um same with the shining those are classics those are what like 70s and above are what we consider classic Anything see that blows my that, mind that you that you're going us oh, 2001 was great but Star Wars was not. Two thousand one, so rudimentary. I haven't seen. I was. I haven't seen two thousand one either. I'm just saying that's what people in my generation consider. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I hear there's other people that watch that. That shit looks boring <laughs> as hell. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But listen, uh, Scarface is what I like. I really yeah. enjoy Scarface. Yeah. But that was like that was also seventy one or something like that. I could I could totally be wrong though. You're totally wrong. I think Scarface was the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not I'm not a I, I like movies, but I, I'm not a film buff by any means. Yeah, it's eighty three. But you're right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Everything is seventy one in Winston's mind. It's okay. The ancient times. <laughs> yeah. But we're we're coming up on time here, so I'm gonna I'm I gonna wrap that's us good, here. right? Isn't yeah. that good? Rather than us like sitting here going, "Hey, so uh, Winston, why do you got a scrunchie on your mic?" Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's another episode. Yeah, that is another yeah. episode. That's that's that is a topic for a different episode. But yeah, and the um, fact right. that uh, that the, the the sexy time loved end looks like the cover of a Maroon Five album, but that's that's something else. I'll have to bring a visual aid for. Uh, all right, all right. Well, Tony, you want well to thanks everyone for listening. Yep. Please rate and subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. Um, if you want to have us talk about anything, you can email us at uh, podcastxyzwhy at gmail.com. Visit us on Instagram at xyzpodcast. And um, eventually we'll have our website up and running, which is xyzpodcast.podbean.com. And again, all of those are xwhy, the letter Z. Let us know what you think. All right. All right. Until next time, guys.